you were able to see yourself and the world through clear eyes and that clear 2020 vision of you and how you fit into your work environment and how you fit into your life is much more positive and supportive and encouraging and favorable than the perception that you might have of yourself. When you really can see things more realistically and more truthfully, what you're seeing in yourself is something incredible and something to be really, really proud of. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here, and now onto the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Jess. I'm the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast, and I am a career coach for women. I help women build confidence. I help them find their voice at work, and I help them advance and accelerate their path to leadership. I do that on this show. I do that through my one-on-one work with my private clients, and I also do that inside of my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. I am very excited about today's episode because we are diving into possibly one of my favorite topics ever, and I realize that I really need to be talking about it more on the show because I use it so much in my coaching and in my work with clients, and I want to use it on the show to help you grow and to help you find confidence. And so I'm very excited. So today I'm talking about the number one hack, my number one hack to building confidence, and that is mindset work. And I'm gonna be using today's episode to explain what mindset work is and how you can use it to grow your confidence and build confidence that powers a career that you love and that you are super proud of. Because your level of self-confidence has an enormous impact on your professional outcomes and on your career path. The more confident you are, the more you take risks, the more you use your voice, the more you speak up. As a result, your execution gets better, your work gets better, and not only that, but people begin to take notice of you faster. And these things really add up and accumulate over time to result in you seeing more success, faster promotions, bigger opportunities. And this is why confidence is so central to my work and mindset is the tool that I use to support myself and my clients in building confidence. And in fact, I have spent a lot of time thinking about my own journey because if you're newer here, you don't know as much about my personal story. If you've been here a while, you've heard a little bit about this, but I have changed so much as a human throughout the course of my career. And when I started my corporate career, I really lacked confidence. My self-esteem was very, very low. I was so scared all the time that people would realize that I wasn't smart enough for my job. I felt like the outsider. I felt like everyone else was better than me or smarter than me or more charismatic than me. 
And I went through a long journey of transformation in my corporate career where I slowly started to let go of some of those negative beliefs about myself and really started to build a genuine sense of confidence. And that journey has continued beyond my corporate career. So in my corporate career, I got to a point where I was getting promoted into leadership. I was thriving. I was developing a strong reputation. I was loving the work that I did, loving my corporate career, feeling confident, not having those same doubts about myself, not hiding anymore. And then even as I left my corporate career and took my podcast full time and became a coach, that journey continued even more. The confidence that I had been building throughout my corporate career deepened and strengthened and continues to do that. And for me, when I look back and think about what have been the most helpful, effective catalysts to me growing my confidence, it comes down to mindset work. And mindset work is our internal ability to shift our inner mental habits to ones that are more encouraging, empowering, and supportive. Most of us on default have mental habits that are not supportive and not encouraging at all. We have mental habits like doubting ourselves, judging ourselves, criticizing ourselves, being harsh on ourselves, ruminating over the things that we did wrong. We have lots of habits that we do in our minds that don't support us in building confidence, feeling strong, and really thriving in our careers and our lives. And mindset work is the art of shifting those mental habits and cultivating a set of more supportive, empowering mental habits. And the more that I wrapped my mind around what mindset work is and the more that I practiced it day to day in my life, the more I transformed as a person. And I have experienced growth and change that I didn't even think was accessible or possible for me. And it happened in a few phases. In the beginning of my corporate career, I thought I can never like be confident and trust in my work and have a voice in meetings and speak to executives. And I was able to get to a place where I did those things. But even after I built confidence in my corporate career, then I thought, well, I don't think I can ever get to a place with my podcast and my coaching work where I'm not super impacted by people's judgments and criticisms of me and I can be visible and people can hear about my work and some people cannot like it or judge me and I can just put my voice out there and totally just be me out in the world. I thought I can't have that level of confidence. And then I went and built that also. And it's all because of mindset work. It has continuously allowed me to expand beyond what I thought is possible for myself. And it underpins the coaching that I do. And it underpins so much of what I share on this show, which is helping you achieve a change that you don't think is possible right now. Because just because you think something isn't possible doesn't mean that your thought about the impossibility of that thing is true. That's one of the most important messages I can share with you as a coach. And so... I wanted to take today's episode to dive deep into mindset and talk a little bit about how you can become more aware of your own mindset so that you can make deliberate choices to grow a stronger, more empowering, more resilient mindset. And the way that I'm going to walk you through this 
is through an example. So I'm going to paint a fictional situation and walk you through the situation. And it's going to help you see mindset from a very new angle. And it will help you see your mindset and where your mindset is at and what changes you want to make to cultivate a mindset that helps you feel and act confidently and helps you show up as the version of yourself who's going to build a super powerful, unstoppable career. So here's what I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine a fictional small town and I couldn't think of what to name it. So we're going to name it the Art of Speaking Upsville. <laughs> the Art of Speaking Upsville. That is a very long name. I want you to imagine this little small town, the Art of Speaking Upsville. And you live in this small town and it's idyllic and beautiful. There are flowers that line all the sidewalks and trees outside of the houses. And the weather is always sunny and perfect. And birds are chirping peacefully every morning. And it's this beautiful, idyllic town. And the Art of Speaking Upsville has a local newspaper called the Art of Speaking Upsville Gazette. I named it Gazette because isn't Gazette like the best word ever, right? I think it is. And you get this newspaper every single morning delivered to your doorstep. You read it while sipping on your coffee. And because the art of speaking Upsville is such an idyllic, perfect town, the stories and headlines that you see on the art of speaking Upsville Gazette are very encouraging and optimistic. You see headlines like local second grader won the spelling bee. And Art of Speaking Upsville has been recognized as the most awesome city in the world and perfect weather expected for the next seven days. So I want you to imagine this idyllic town and this newspaper filled with idyllic headlines. And I want you to think about how you feel each morning waking up to this sunny weather sitting down, drinking your coffee, reading this newspaper that is just filled with good stuff. You feel relaxed, you feel content, you feel happy, and you feel amazing. Now, the Art of Speaking Upsville Gazette, <laughs> the newspaper that I'm talking about, is a very well-run, professionally written newspaper, which means that it, they have journalists and they take it very seriously, and all of the stories and columns in the newspaper are fact-checked, so everything in the newspaper is real and accurate. Now... I want you to imagine that even though the art of speaking Upsville is idyllic, I want you to imagine that there's one person who lives in the town who doesn't really seem to fit in. He seems like a bit of a sinister character. He's mysterious. He keeps to himself. And he has an operation running in his basement where he runs an independent newspaper that is different than the Art of Speaking Upsville Gazette. He publishes his own newspaper. It's just him in his basement. And his newspaper is not nearly as professional as the Gazette. Let's call his newspaper the Art of Speaking Upsville Daily Update. 
Now, the Daily Update newspaper has very, very different kinds of articles and headlines than the Gazette. It has headlines like The Art of Speaking Upsville is about to go under. Scary, aggressive aliens are about to take over our town. Weather will be highly dangerous. Hurricane coming over the next seven days. And as you flip through this other newspaper, The Daily Update, you see all of this ominous news and scary headlines. It's very stressful. Not what you want to be sipping while drinking your coffee. But here's the thing about the Daily Update newspaper. It is run by this man in his basement. It is not professionally created and it is not fact checked. He just writes articles that stir up fear and anxiety. And unlike the Gazette, these articles don't go through a process where everyone makes sure that what is in the articles is actually true. Now I want you to imagine your neighbor, Anna, subscribes to the Art of Speaking Up Zville, to the Art of Speaking Up Zville daily update. So you get the Gazette, you get the idyllic newspaper with the idyllic accurate headlines, and your neighbor Anna gets the scary other newspaper, the daily update, with these very negative, ominous, not fact-checked headlines. But Anna doesn't know that this newspaper is inaccurate because she has only ever subscribed to the Daily Update. She's never read the Gazette. And so every morning when she's drinking her coffee, she's reading really scary, really ominous newspaper headlines. And as her neighbor, you notice a little bit of Anna's lifestyle and behavior. And you notice that she seems really stressed out and really scared and really paranoid so much of the time. And you've seen Anna do some weird things. You've seen her build a bunker on the front lawn of her house because she was really scared that aliens were about to attack the Art of Speaking Upsville. You've seen her build a hurricane shelter because she was really scared that a hurricane was coming. She's constantly in a state of panic and constantly spending her time and energy trying to protect herself from the next threat and the next bad thing that's coming because she's reading this newspaper that is telling her, all about these ominous things. And you watch her and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, her life is so stressful. She is spending all of her time doing things that she doesn't even need to be doing. Things could be so much better for her if she just stopped reading this shit newspaper. Like, what is going on? And so you decide that you're going to have a newspaper intervention with your neighbor, Anna. And you go over to her house and you say, like, listen, I have something to tell you. All of these things that you're afraid of happening, they're not real. They're just because you've been reading this newspaper. And Anna doesn't believe you. She's like, what? No, because she's used to this newspaper. And so you tell her, no, 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 like, there's another newspaper. And I think you should stop subscribing to the daily update because it's making you scared and you're wasting your time doing all these things and protecting yourself from all these things that aren't actually real or going to actually happen. And Anna is so used to reading this newspaper that she can't even fathom what you're saying. She has lived her entire life thinking that the art of speaking Upsville is this ominous place where ominous things could happen at any moment. And so 
you have to have several conversations with her until she finally agrees to stop subscribing to the daily update. But then she gets withdrawal because she has stopped subscribing, but she gets scared in her mind. And she's like, oh, my God, but what if aliens are coming and I don't know? And so she kind of relapses and occasionally sneaks back for a copy and you intervene again and you remind her to stop doing that. And eventually she becomes more okay not reading this newspaper and she decides to subscribe to the Daily Gazette instead. So you're making progress. She's relapsed a bit because she doesn't want to miss these headlines and be unprepared, but she's moved through that phase and now she's open to a different newspaper. But when she first starts reading the Gazette with all these positive stories, she doesn't believe that they're real. She's like, this can't be true. This isn't what I've been reading about what's happening in our town. This just seems so perfect and idyllic. And so even though she has this new newspaper, it actually takes her a while to read it every day, to notice her surroundings, and to really connect in her mind that what she's reading in the Gazette actually is real. And as a result, the quality of her life through this process goes up enormously because she isn't stressed out all of the time and she's not spending her time protecting herself from these threats that don't even really exist. And the reason I share with you this story and this analog is because this is a really, really helpful way to understand what mindset work is and what your goal is when it comes to mindset work. So the way a human brain works, this is literally based on psychology. The way that a human mind works when we perceive the world around us and when we perceive ourselves is our mind operates more like the Daily Update newspaper than the Gazette. So remember, the Daily Update newspaper had a lot of negative, ominous headlines in it, and it was not fact-checked. So that newspaper and the articles in it don't go through a process of someone reading the article and making sure that the article is accurate. And this is very much how our minds work. Our minds are not good at fact-checking and internally, we often skip the step of fact-checking our own thoughts and perceptions. And I really want you to think about your mind as a newspaper that every day, every hour, every minute of the day offers you headlines and articles. Your mind is a newspaper spitting out information that you receive all day long, right? It's that monologue that's inside your mind. But the information that you receive, the articles that you received are not thoroughly fact-checked. And so what happens when we aren't doing mindset work and we aren't doing the internal work to shift our mental habits is we start to become like Anna, we start to think that there's a lot of negative things happening around us. Or maybe we start to think that we're broken and negative and we're the problem. And this feels very real to us because just like Anna was living in this bubble, reading this newspaper, not knowing 
what else was really true and what other newspapers were around her and not knowing that her newspaper wasn't fact-checked, just like she is in the echo chamber of reading the daily update and not being exposed to anything else, we are in the echo chamber of our own minds. And doing mindset work is very similar to the process that Anna went through where she stopped subscribing to the daily update and slowly started reading the Gazette. And what happened is, because she did that, she was able to have a much more accurate view of the world, and as a result, a better quality of life. Mindset work is the same, except the newspaper is in our minds. And mindset work is our process of learning not to pick up the daily update because it's negative and it stresses us out and it makes us feel bad and it's not even true. It's not even fact-checked. And grounding ourselves in the gazette, in what is real and what is really happening around us, what is really true, because our perceptions and thoughts feel true. Just like when you pick up that daily update newspaper, it looks like a real newspaper. To Anna, it looked true. There wasn't anything about it that made it look untrue to her. That's how we experience our internal thoughts and perceptions as well. They look true, but they aren't true and they aren't fact-checked. And the Gazette is where we want to be going in our mindset work. And now listen, I know in the example of the Art of Speaking Up Seville Gazette, I talked about how it's this idyllic town and idyllic newspaper and everything's amazing all of the time. And it's not that in our real lives, negative things don't happen and everything is perfect and everything is amazing. But I'm drawing this distinction to help teach this idea to you and explain this idea to you very, very clearly. And so exaggerating it is really, really helpful because when it comes to our perception of the world and ourselves, we will tend to skew overly negative. And psychologically, when we are not slowing down to do mindset work, we do not fact check. So we lean towards being like the daily update and we forget to stop and ask ourselves, is this newspaper legit? And so one thing that you can think about in your journey of doing mindset work is unlike the daily update newspaper where the headlines are different every day, the way our minds work is they like to repeat the same articles and the same headlines over and over, which makes your job of growing your mindset and building confidence a lot easier because you can start to ask yourself, what articles are typically on the front page of my daily update? Because when you know what they are, you can be on the lookout for them. And then what you can do is say, hmm, what articles am I not reading <laughs> that are typically on the front page of the Gazette? This helps you have a more accurate perception of yourself, your career, your voice, your talents, and the world around you. This is what mindset work is. Now there's a couple nuances here that I wanna point out to you because they'll help you really deeply understand how to do this effectively. So the first thing I wanna go into is this idea that Anna had a hard time 
stopping to read the daily update, and she relapsed a few times and snuck over to the newsstand and grabbed herself a copy late at night because as soon as she stopped reading it, she she became scared and she thought, I need this newspaper. It's protecting me. It's warning me about what's happening. I'm not going to know what is happening if I don't read the newspaper. And we have a very similar experience as humans with some of our habitual negatively skewed Uh, non-fact check thoughts. So of course, we know logically, I don't want to listen to those negative thoughts. I don't want to see the world through this pessimistic, inaccurate lens. I don't want to see myself through this pessimistic, inaccurate lens. In theory, we know that that's true. Just like Anna doesn't want to be miserable, right? She wants to have a normal life where she's not building alien bunkers all day, every day to protect herself from non-existent aliens. But it's hard because she's accustomed to the daily update. It makes her feel safe. It's hard for her to keep coming back to what she knows to be true, which is that it's not real and it's not true. And as humans, we are like this with our negative thoughts and beliefs and perceptions. It's not an easy job to let go of them because they actually, even though we don't like them and even though we don't want to think of ourselves negatively and have that negative bias about ourselves and our capabilities and our careers, it does serve a psychological function for us. And the psychological function is different for every human and every situation, but some examples of what the psychological function it might be is that our negative thoughts feel familiar and they make sense to us and we understand them. And when we try to move towards something different, it feels unfamiliar and disorienting and we don't actually like the disorienting part of that feeling. That is why growing confidence can feel really, really hard. The other function that they serve is We have been using those thoughts and negative perceptions all our lives to understand reality, to understand ourselves. Just like Anna has built her understanding of the art of speaking up Seville from this newspaper, and you take that away, and all of a sudden, she feels like a loose cannon. She's like, I don't know what's real and what's not real. I've been reading this newspaper all my life. I need something to help understand myself and the world and what's happening. And it's similar for us as well with our thinking. We've moved through life for years with beliefs and thought patterns that have become very ingrained. And when we let go of them, it feels like we're not holding on to anything. And that can feel scary and it can feel very disorienting. The other function that our negative thoughts play and that the Daily Update newspaper plays for Anna is it gives her this sense of safety. And it's not necessarily rooted in actual safety because the articles in the daily update aren't based on facts, but it still makes her feel safe because it feels real to her. And we experience something similar with our negative thoughts, just like Anna spends her time building protective alien and hurricane bunkers, We spend our time protecting ourselves in other ways from the perceived negative things that will happen based on our skewed perception of ourselves and the world around us, but we get a sense of safety from that. And just like Anna probably really struggles to stop building the bunkers, 
we might really struggle to stop hiding and stop doing the behaviors that give us that instant gratification and that temporary sense of safety, even though it isn't really rooted in us actually being safer. We just feel safer because that's the experience we have when we're buying into those thoughts. So it's really important to understand this idea of Anna relapsing and getting the newspaper late at night, even though she's trying to stop reading it, because when it comes to mindset and you letting go of your negative beliefs about yourself and really trying to see the world through a different lens, which is what mindset work is, you can experience a whiplash and you can experience a really strong pull within your psyche to keep you closer to the old ways of thinking and to keep you reading the daily update. This is why change is so hard because for a minute you have like this glimpse and you're like, there's a better newspaper out there. I don't have to read the daily update. But then as soon as you try to hit unsubscribe on the daily update, your mind is like, no, 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 that newspaper is not good. This newspaper is better. Your mind actually doesn't always want to change itself. And so if you ever feel at war with yourself or like you're going in circles or like it's so freaking hard, just know that nothing is wrong with you. You are human. And just like Anna, it might take some time before you can fully unsubscribe from the daily update and start reading the Gazette. And just like Anna, even when she's reading the Gazette, she might walk by the newsstand and see the daily update and it might send her down a rabbit hole of fear and take her back to that old version of herself who was so scared and so paranoid. And similarly, even as you do mindset work and you get better at seeing yourself and the world around you for the truth of how it is and not living your life and constructing your understanding of the world based on negative, not fact-checked thoughts and perceptions. Even as you start doing that, things will happen that will try to knock you back to your old ways of thinking, to the daily update. And what I tend to see is the bigger the challenge that we are faced with, the, the stronger the pull to regress to old ways of thinking. And I say this to normalize this. This is all normal. This is all part of the human experience. And I want you to take away a couple of things from this. Number one, if these things happen to you, if you get stuck, if you go in circles, if you can't seem to change your belief systems, if the negativity just feels so powerful, nothing's wrong with you. It's a normal part of the human experience. And it's very, very normal for it to be difficult to separate from. But the other thing that I want to share with you is with a gentle, supportive, encouraging practice of slowly helping yourself one teeny baby step at a time, read one less article from the daily update and replace it with just one little article from the Gazette, with one small step at a time, with patience, with gentleness, with dedication, you can become someone who can look at an article and instantly know Did this article come from the daily update? Is this a crap thought that my brain is offering me or is this the truth? And when you're able to do that, you are able to see yourself and the world through clear eyes and that clear 2020 vision of you and how you fit into your work environment and how you fit into your life 
is much more positive and supportive and encouraging and favorable than the perception that you might have of yourself. And the more times that you can catch a glimpse of that, the more internal fuel and courage you will have to believe in yourself, to take risks, to use your voice, to take up space, to go after the career that you want. But it's so important for you to understand that doing those things isn't just about taking the action. It's about learning in your mind to unsubscribe from the daily update and committing to this process of learning to see yourself and the world more clearly and more truthfully. And the beautiful thing about this is you usually discover through that exploration that when you really can see things more realistically and more truthfully, what you're seeing in yourself is something incredible and something to be really, really proud of. And that's why I'm such a huge proponent of mindset work. It's why it's it's how I coach. It's how I do my work with my clients. Because in order for us to take up space in our careers and to create success in a way that feels good and fulfilling, we have to learn to see ourselves for who we are. And the world around us, we have to learn to take in what the world around us is offering us in an accurate way. And that can be really, really uncomfortable if you've spent a lifetime seeing yourself through a pessimistic, not fact-checked lens. It can be hard and scary to let go of, but what I have found is that there is always a part of us that knows that there's another newspaper out there that knows. And I think sometimes we quiet that voice, we don't listen to that voice because change is scary, but I encourage you to listen to that voice because that is the voice that is going to lead you to the truest version of you, and it's the truest version of you that is going to help you achieve your full career potential. So that brings us to the end of this episode, this deep dive together into mindset. And I encourage you to keep listening because even though this episode is ending, I have my final segment this week of my Inside the Academy segment where I take you behind the scenes of my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. So keep listening because I'm about to roll that. And if you like mindset and if this resonated with you and if this landed in a deep place within your heart, you will love The Art of Speaking Up Academy because I have built that program around mindset work. You need to be able to shift your perception of yourself in order to build the confidence that you desire and have a powerful, effective voice at work. It truly is something you build from the inside out, which is why mindset is essential. And this is what I do with my clients, both in my one-on-one coaching and inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And in fact, in this segment that I'm about to roll, this Inside the Academy segment, We're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like inside the program, and I think you will love it. So thank you so much for tuning in today and enjoy this next segment of the show. The Art of Speaking Up Academy is where you go to find a voice that's equal parts confident and authentic. It's a place where you get to indulge your belief that the big confidence and career that you desire is totally 100% possible for you. I went from doubting myself constantly and thinking I wasn't as smart as everyone else 
to thriving in my corporate career and building a reputation as an unstoppable thought leader. Inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I'll teach you everything you need to know to do the same so you can take up lots of space and build a career so exciting you kind of want to brag about it. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the final segment of Inside the Academy. This is a bonus segment that I've been doing on the podcast throughout the month of March to give you a glimpse of what it is like inside my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. The Art of Speaking Up Academy is my signature group program where I help you build confidence, find your voice, and learn to really stand out and make a powerful impression when you speak. And I'm taking you behind the scenes of this program so that you can learn a little bit more about it because I have now led three cohorts of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, and I've watched my clients let go of negative self-talk and limiting beliefs and find their confidence and have the courage to take up space. And I've watched them experience a lot of the career upside that happens when you make those internal shifts. Upsides like getting promoted, getting really positive feedback and praise from their manager and leaders at their company, really up-leveling in their professional lives. And I want to teach you more about the Academy so that you can jump into this program and take advantage of it if you are at a place in your career where growing your confidence and finding your voice is really going to help move the needle for you professionally. Now, this is my final Inside the Academy segment, but I have a very special episode coming out next week where I am going to be interviewing two of my clients who have gone through the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So you are really going to get to hear the inside perspective from the other side of the table because I've talked to you all from my perspective as the leader of the program, but now you're going to hear the other side and the other perspective. So make sure that you tune into next week's episode. In today's segment of Inside the Academy, I am talking about a portion of the curriculum of the Art of Speaking Up Academy that is one of the most valuable parts of the program, and it is also the topic that I dedicate the most time to inside the program, and that is the topic of assertiveness. I want to give you a sneak peek into how I support you in becoming more assertive inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy because I think it's going to open your mind to the version of you that you can become and help you see that your journey towards finding an assertive voice can feel really good and empowering. I'll start by giving you an overview of the Art of Speaking Up curriculum so that you can see and understand how assertiveness fits into the overall curriculum. And if you go to my website, justgazetcoaching.com slash academy, and you scroll to the middle of the Art of Speaking Up Academy page on my site, you can actually download and view the entire curriculum. But to give you a rough sense of the curriculum, there are three big buckets that we cover inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. Bucket number one is mindset work to help you feel super confident. Bucket number two is learning the art of executive presence so that you can sound confident when you speak. 
And bucket number three is learning how to communicate like a leader. Now, inside bucket number three, this is where you learn about assertiveness. You also learn executive communication. But in today's segment of Inside the Academy, I'm focusing on the assertiveness piece of bucket number three. If you want to see the entire curriculum and see this all laid out, go to justgussitcoaching.com slash academy and you will see it there. Now, assertiveness is super important because assertiveness is how you build a reputation as a confident, effective leader. The more assertive that you are, the more people think about you as highly effective and highly capable. So it is very important for you to find that assertive voice that feels authentic to you. Now, a trap that my clients get stuck in and a trap that I don't want you to get stuck in and that I'm going to help you get unstuck from inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy is the trap of viewing assertiveness at too much of a surface level. So you might have this experience. I see this over and over with the women I support. They know that they want to become more assertive. They know that they need to be voicing their opinion more, vocalizing their ideas more, taking up more space, being more direct, really showing people what they think. And so they go into meetings thinking, oh, shoot, like I need to be more assertive. I need to find places to jump in. I need to find places to speak up. And what ends up happening is they end up feeling very awkward because they feel like they're trying to artificially find places and moments in the meeting to like insert themselves. And then they start almost treating it like a quota where it's like, well, I have to speak. I have to check this box. And it feels very unnatural. And it really doesn't jive with their goal of building confidence because approaching meetings this way, it's almost like you're waiting for your window to force yourself to join in the conversation. Approaching meetings that way feels awkward and doesn't help them feel more confident. And what I've realized supporting my clients and what I really hammer home inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy is assertiveness is not about assertiveness. It's not about becoming assertive for the sake of being assertive. Assertiveness is a side effect that happens when you feel confident and when you see yourself and treat yourself and act like a leader. The biggest mindset shift that will help you naturally assert yourself more and find a way of assertiveness that feels organic to you and your personality is not to try to force yourself to contribute and to try to squeeze it out of you. It is instead to get better at entering the meeting room with the perspective of, I am smart, I am capable, my opinion matters, and most importantly, I am here to help us get results. When you enter into a room, a meeting, a conversation with this resolve of like, I am here to move the ball forward. I am here to help us get this over the finish line. I am here to lead us through the outcome. I am here to lead us through this meeting. When you have that confidence, that bias to action, that desire to move everyone around you towards results, you naturally show up more assertive because you feel very invested in the outcome and you trust and you know that you have the ability to help move people towards that outcome. And that leads you to be more assertive. When you view yourself as a leader, 
And you enter into the room with the identity of someone who is highly effective and who is determined to help and who has good instincts and ideas, you will naturally want to assert yourself and put your stamp on the conversation because that's what a leader does. And so part of what I'm supporting you with inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy is really letting go of this employee mindset and getting much more into the mindset of a leader. Together, we will do mindset work inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy to help you stop doubting that you can help and that your perspective is valuable, to help you trust yourself and trust your judgment so that you trust it enough to assert it, and to help you see yourself as a thought leader, as someone who is going to get in there and contribute ideas, important, innovative ideas that are going to move the needle forward. You have to see yourself as a powerful leader in order to be a powerful contributor and an assertive voice in a room. So we really work on the mindset to help you stop belittling your skills and not trusting yourself and doubting yourself and help you see yourself as a capable, confident leader and enter into those rooms with the certainty, the confidence, the groundedness of a seasoned executive who knows what they're doing and who is going to play a powerful role in the conversation. Now, I don't just teach you the mindset behind assertiveness because it is a skill and there are certain frameworks and ways of going about a conversation that will make you more effective when you are asserting yourself. And so I teach you that and you get to learn that inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. But the mindset and the belief that you are a leader and that confidence in yourself is like the fuel that powers the assertiveness. Without that confidence and without seeing yourself as a leader and as an agent of change in the room, it becomes very hard and awkward and clunky to assert yourself because you are trying to adopt this behavior that isn't congruent with your identity. It's sort of like when you put on a pair of shoes that are too big and you can only walk in this weird clunky way and you can't get comfortable and you can't hit your stride because the shoes don't fit. And it doesn't matter how beautiful the shoes are, how fancy they are, how great they are, how expensive they are. If those shoes don't match your foot size, you are going to be clunky, right? Just like if you don't have the mindset and the confidence and the self-trust as a leader, your assertiveness is going to feel very clunky. So what we're basically doing inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy is I'm growing your feet so that when you put them in the shoes, you can walk so that they don't feel clunky. I'm helping you grow your confidence and grow your identity as a leader so that when you try on assertiveness, it doesn't feel so clunky. And the beautiful thing is then you become much more effective in meetings. People see how competent you are. You build a strong reputation and you also have a lot more fun because you're so much more engaged in the work that you're doing. This is one of my favorite parts of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. I am so passionate about it because I spent so many years in my corporate career thinking that to be assertive, I had to be fake and give up my personality and talk like a dude. And just I really just struggle to figure out how do I do this in a way that feels natural for me and It finally clicked for me when I realized it was about being confident and seeing myself as a leader, seeing myself as no different than the more experienced people in the room that really helped the assertiveness flow from there. 
That is what I help you with inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And like I said, you can see the entire curriculum by going to justguzzitcoaching.com slash academy. And I want to invite you to join the waitlist for the Art of Speaking Up Academy so that you can be sure to be first notified when I open doors for the next round. Doors for the next cohort are going to be open the first two weeks in May. If you are on the waitlist, that ensures that you won't miss it because the enrollment period can go by super quickly. So here I am closing out the last segment of Inside the Academy. And the last thing that I want to share with you as I wrap up this series is that if you want to build that unstoppable confidence, if you want to become that powerhouse leader, right? Like if you want to evolve into that version of you who has the strong voice, who has the confidence, who speaks up, who people see as a leader, who people view as confident, then you have to be willing to make a bet on yourself. And so much of what prevents us from growing our confidence is hesitation and second guessing. And so what I really encourage you to do as you think about how you can deal in your confidence building journey is figure out what the version of you who doesn't hesitate and doesn't second guess would do next. If that version of you would jump into the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I will welcome you with open arms. I would love to have you, but whether it's my program or just something else in your career or your life that you know you need to say yes to, just remember, it's it's never going to feel 100% comfortable. You're never going to feel 100% ready but it is your ability to trust yourself and believe in yourself anyway that is going to grow the confidence and help you become that badass version of you that you want to be. I am so excited to meet you inside the Academy if you decide to join, which you should because it is an incredible program. I will drop the link in the show notes for you to add yourself to the waitlist and check out the curriculum, and I will catch you in next week's episode. Bye.